What up, Bridge Youth? How you guys doing tonight? You guys good? Do you like who you're sitting next to? Turn to him and say, I love you. If you don't know them, that was really awkward. <laughs> Your first time you've ever seen them, you're like, I love you. Uh, hey, welcome to Bridge Youth. Thanks so much for coming and spending some time with us, giving us some of your time. We think that that's so cool that you chose to spend some of your time in your week with us. We like welcoming our guests every week by saying we're here to build you up, not beat you up. Yeah, we love you. We back you. We're so stoked that you're here. We have a rule. If you are in the room or watching online, then you are family. So thanks for coming and hanging out. I'm going to introduce this great looking man sitting to my right in just a minute. But before we do, um, tonight we are kicking off a brand new series entitled Life Lessons. Everybody say Life Lessons. This is a series all about our stories, all about our testimonies. There's a, there's a verse in scripture that says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Victory, triumph, and overcoming, it comes by what Jesus did for us. If you are brand new around here, you got to know we are Jesus people. We love Jesus. We love God. We love his word. We love his church. And the way that we overcome any and everything in life, first and foremost, is, is what Jesus did for us on the cross. And then second, second to that is it's by the word of our testimony. And testimony is just kind of a fancy word for our story. Here's what everybody needs to realize. You have a story. Your story matters. So you should share it. Look at your neighbor. Say, you have a story. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second. Say, your story matters. Now look at the person sitting behind you and say, so share it. See, is that a Raiders shirt in the middle? That's Go, come on. We got the Broncos on Sunday, opening season. All right, okay, okay. Everybody, you'll have your chance right now. On the count of three, just shout out your football team. One, two, three. And unless it's, unless it's, unless it's the Raiders or the Green Bay Packers, we don't care, all right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> just say, Grace, it's a Green Bay Packers fan. Hey, um... Here's what we really hope to accomplish through this series. Number one, really hope that in seeing people, one of the reasons we'll have a student sharing in every single one of the weeks in this series, one of the reasons we'll do that is we really hope to inspire you to share your story as well. I, I pray that you see a bit of yourself in the people who share their stories on this platform and realize that this stage is just one of many platforms. And we all have a sort of platform in life that we can share our story from. So I pray that this series inspires you to share your story. And then number two, we're hoping that you would be blessed by and learn from the life lessons and testimonies of those who share. You're going to be hearing two testimonies, two stories tonight from two awesome people. And we're hoping that for anybody who's walked through what they've walked through or for anybody who's dealt with anything like them, that you would be blessed by them and that you'd learn from their life lessons. Throughout this whole series, we really see this as a, um, I'm going to open our record player here. We really see this as, how's this, how does this stay open? There we go. There is actually a record in here too that we were going to play and then we realized from your angle that you can't see it. We're just going to have the record spinning the whole time, but then we realized you can't see it from your angle and also it would distract me like crazy, kind of like it is right now. Um, but we see this whole series as kind of like the next four weeks is going to be like an album. 
And then, and then throughout the whole uh, series, each story is going to be like a track on that album. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to get into album, uh, the first track on this album with my good friend, the one and only, give it up for Grayson. Grayson, really quick, uh, um, tell us, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I've already said it, but I'll, I'll let you say it. Tell us, tell us um, how old you are and what's your favorite football team? All right. Um, well, I am 14. I currently attend Vista Marietta. Hey, Broncos. Right? Um, Broncos. And my favorite football team is the Green Bay Packers. Mixed crowd response. <laughs> Almost as mixed as when I say Raiders. I don't think that's really Haters. mixed. Hey, you know what I tell them all the time? I say, look, you, you love to hate my team more than you love to love your team. Hmm. All right, so then Lakers or Bulls? Well, I love Kobe. And yes. I love Michael, so. You love both of them. I got to rep both of them. But which, if, like, right now, which would you rather see win a championship? Oh, definitely the Lakers. Yes. All right. We're on the right track then. All right, Grayson, just to help, help us get an understanding of you in, in that same vein and lane of, of music, Grayson, if you can only listen to one genre of music for the rest of your life, you already get worship. Worship is an automatic, all right? Um, what genre would you listen to? Well, I would probably listen to hip-hop. Yeah. I know when you look at Grayson, that's the first thing you think is definitely a huge rap and hip-hop fan. Um, sick. Heck yeah. I love rap. I love hip-hop. Um, all right. If you, if you could only wear one, uh, um, I see you're wearing the fours tonight. If you only wear one sneaker for the rest of your life, what would you wear? A specific sneaker? Yeah, like you don't, you can have any colorway, but like one, like I would for sure choose Jordan 1s, Jordan 1 highs. Okay. So what sneaker? Dang, that's difficult. It's tough, huh? <laughs> Probably Dunks. Dunks? Yeah, S Dunks is a solid dunks. choice. SB Dunks. Yes. All right, that's a solid choice. That's a solid choice. If you could only wear one sneaker for the rest of your life, what sneaker would you wear? Tell your neighbor right now. Dude, who just said Crocs? Kai. Of all the everything I heard from the audience, I just heard Crocs. <laughs> that is one fad I'm not, I'm not going to get with, y'all. I'm not going to get down with Crocs. If you find me dead in a pair of Crocs, launch an investigation. I was murdered. All right. I'll not wear Crocs. Not now. Not ever. Here's what I encourage you guys to do tonight. We're about to jump into um, Grayson's story. Why don't you take out your notebooks? Take, if you don't have a notebook, open your notes app. I really feel like you're about to hear some stuff that'll really bless your life. It'll really, um, it might challenge you. It'll encourage you. And um, I want you, I want to encourage you as well. Like what both of these guys are going to share tonight, it's going to be very transparent. That's going to be very vulnerable. So let's give honor where honor is due, and let's lean into what God wants to say through these people. So, Grayson, um, this will be kind of the question we kick off every single track throughout this, um, this series. What is the testimony and life lesson that you want to share with us? Um, my life lesson is that God is always there through highs and lows and in-betweens. Yeah. No matter what you do, he's there. That's great. Great, man. That's really good. So share with us. Um, I know we, of everybody who's speaking, not, not everybody here would know this, of everybody who is speaking through this whole series, 
um, you were the first one that I talked to about speaking in the series. And I remember we were standing right over there, and it probably was, what was that, five months ago? It was probably yeah, like, five like months you ago. sharing this is probably five months in the works. Um, and you shared a bit of your testimony, your story, and, and what you've walked through. And to me, it was, it was honestly both heartbreaking and inspiring. So you learned this lesson of God is always there. God is always with us. You learned this lesson um, through a difficult testimony and circumstance. Why don't you share that story with us? Yeah. So around my mother's birthday, my dad suddenly passed away. It was a difficult time, and he, we had just moved two months before. I was going to a new school, um, had not had many friends, and it was just a big rush, and it was a lot to take in as a nine-year-old. My dad suffered from bipolar dis- disorder, and it was I realized it a lot as I got older that he would just like break off and go do his own thing, and then sometimes he would be like really inviting, and we'd, he'd come hang out with us. Um, it really got bad when my grandma passed away from cancer that she was been fighting for around 15 years. And she passed away in 2015 in our house. My sister was born three months later, which lightened the mood. Yeah. And then my brother was born in 2017. Mm. We moved in around 2019 to this beautiful place of Marietta, California. Yes. And this is where my mother grew up. She grew up in like Bear Creek. And we moved three days before school started. So we were in like a really big rush and I didn't have a bed. I had to sleep on the floor with like a little sleeping bag. It was, it was crazy. Um, I didn't get to see my dad after we moved a lot because he had to stay and work in LA because um, he was transitioning from that house to get sold, and then he worked in the television. And um, television, he was a location manager. Mm. And then, about two months later, um, December eleventh, he had passed away, which was four days before my mom's birthday. Wow! On December thirteenth, I had the worst news of my life. My mom took me up into my grandpa's bedroom. I was having a fun time. I was hanging out with my cousins, and I was just, like, praying that my grandpa was, like, I didn't get, like, a bad period on a test or something. Mm. And she told me, and I was just, like, absolutely stunned. I, I couldn't, I couldn't um, like, believe. I thought she was playing some sick joke. Wow. But then I saw, like, my mother's eyes, and she was, like, just defeated. How old, was, were, how old were you at the time? Oh, I was, I was nine nine years old, yeah, and um, I came downstairs, my, um, I saw my cousins, I was like, there's no way this is actually happening, I, I broke down in tears, I, I, I missed school for about four days, and I came back, and I just, I couldn't, I was going into a complete stage of depression for about a year, and then about a year later, moving into fifth grade at the end where I started going to youth. My cousin took me one time and we were doing this ceremony where we would grab strings that were painted and we would wrap them around our wrists and like tell them what we're thankful for. Who's done uh, one of the bracelet nights here at youth? 
Oh, not, a lot of people haven't. We should do one of those soon, man. Those are those are wild nights, man. Shout out your cousin for bringing bringing you to youth. Um, and I really just I took that as wow. God is actually like here for me, and yeah. He's like since my father passed away, He is a new father that yeah. was always been there that I haven't realized. Dude, that's so good, man. And when Corey said. Um, that I would give my, my life to Jesus, I rose my hand. And after that, I felt a sense of meaning and yeah. a sense of a pride that yeah. God accepted me. Yeah. And I felt as in like the sadness kind of poured away as like a river, just like out. That's so cool, man. That's so cool. Um. I think for a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people in this room who, who've lost loved ones as well. And, you know, whether that was through the season of, of COVID or through disease or through maybe it wasn't even somebody passing away, but it was it was um, like my story where, you know, my biological father abandoned me when I was seven years old and I never saw him again. Um, a lot of us know what it's like to have loss. A lot of us know what it's like to maybe not just go through loss, but also to just go through tragedy, to just go through tough stuff. And, and I remember as we talked, you began to share even some, like, uh, some of the hard things about having lost your father at nine years old. And um, I remember at one point you sharing that, that there were even, even kids who, like, were bullying you about, about your dad's passing away. And like, I never wanted to punch a 12-year-old in the face so bad in my whole life. I was like, who are they, Grayson? I'll knock them out. I was like, I, I can't. I'm a grown man, but I'll get Jesse to beat him up. You know? like, I don't know. Like, and it was, it was heartbreaking because it's just like, it's almost like sometimes in seasons, you kind of begin to really understand the like, wow, when they say it rains, it pours, sometimes it really does. But you also shared with me some of the things that, that helped through that season. So why don't you share with us, um, what are some of the things that helped you through that season? And, and what are some of the things that maybe maybe even made things a little worse and that kind of hurt or, or, or was difficult in that season? Yeah, so um, what really helped was um, during COVID, I moved to Linfield Christian in sixth grade. Yeah. And um, one thing that I really didn't like about the school was that everybody or like all the teachers knew um like what happened but um what actually benefited was that um I had two amazing Bible teachers uh Mr. Salcedo and Miss Croom and them knowing that um this has happened to me they they helped me cope with and they um helped me use a couple skills that I would like to share with you guys today um number one is remember the good things God has provided you with um like, putting that in my perspective, God provided me with a father. Some people don't even get, like, a chance to meet their father or a chance to, um, uh, like, just, like, hang around him and just, uh, just like, really be grateful for what you have. Wow. Um, and number two is God is the father you need right now. Amen. This helped me a lot because it reassured me that I am loved no matter what unconditionally. And number three is God has a plan, and we may not understand it, but it is good. Can anybody all say the amen time. to that? Dude, that's so good. 
repeat those. Repeat those one more time, because I'm. I know I'm taking notes, and I'm and I'm wanting to write them down, and I might have missed them, and I don't want anybody to miss how good those three things were. Repeat those for us, Grayson. Yeah. Uh, so number one is remember the good things God has provided with you. Yeah. Number two is God is the Father you need right now. And number three is, God has a plan, and we may not understand it, but it is always good. So good, man. So good. Like, I don't want anybody to lose sight of those, of how incredible those three things are. I feel like sometimes one of the things that, like, tragedy can do, and and you probably can completely relate to this, Grayson, is that, like, tragedy or or loss or hurt, it can really just rob us of the joy of life. It can rob us of of seeing the good things that are still going on around us and in our lives. Yeah. And, And, like, what happens is, like, something like this happens, and it's almost like, it's almost like somebody's put, like, loss or tragedy can put, like, a blindfold over you where it's the only thing that you see. And you can stop seeing all the blessings that are still in front of you. And the fact that, like, like I started feeling, like, choked up, like, as, as Grayson was saying, like, dude, like, but I had nine years with my dad. And some people don't have a single moment with their father. team can you come put batteries in this um I remember when I remember when my uh when my grandma passed away we called my grandma Nan she was dude Nan was the best she was so Grayson does it all look at him he preaches he dresses well he helps microphones get batteries put in them dude Grayson, you might you might have walked on this stage single tonight, but you might not walk off this day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> chill, girls. Chill. <laughs> Dude, I just wish I had that hair, man. You know what hair I'm talking about. This hair. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking right at you, Grant. You know, just that hair. <laughs> I wish. Um, I remember when, when my grandma had passed away. Um, I remember initially... And you've, you probably felt something like this as well. And, and anybody who's, who's experienced loss when they were already living for Jesus, once you were already a Christian, you probably experienced something like this as well, where initially I was, I was straight mad at God. I was upset. I was like, God, how could you let this happen? You're a healer, and, and yet my grandma's passed away. And then I remember meeting my family at the hospital and standing at the bedside of my grandma and my mom asked if I would pray. And I remember just being filled, like, all of a sudden, instantly, with this overwhelming sense of gratitude and thankfulness. And as I prayed, like, tears just running down, my whole family just bawling. I said, God, I'm not mad that my time with Nan has come to an end but I'm so thankful for the time that I did have with her. Because you guys, I was never supposed to have a grandmother. Like, my, my, my dad wasn't in my life. This was my stepdad's mom. 
And so I think honestly, Grayson, like what a great life lesson for us that even in the midst of tragedy to count our blessings and don't forget that even, I say this all the time, even when life sucks, God is still good. Even when things are bad, God is still good. good. Even when life's not great, God is still faithful. And then I love because what ends up happening is like not to to skip over your second point. We'll jump right back to that in a minute. But like in the midst of all of that, that God still has a plan, even if we don't understand. And he's still at work through it. And then I love that God is the father you need right now. I know this is, this is I guess, a question that we didn't prepare for, Grayson. Yeah. But let me throw this at you. Can, can you share just like how was God, like how was God the father you needed in the absence of your father? Like what did, what did that mean to you? What did that look like? Like how did you turn to God as your father in the absence of your, your earthly father? All right. Well, um, I really was... Um, just reassured and just filled. I felt the presence that had been gone for two years just absolutely just like diminished and it is just there and it's constantly there all the time. And I just feel like a hand is getting like put on my shoulder and he's like, I'm here and I'm, I'm with you. It reminds me of, of, um, when Jesus says, like, hey, like, I'm, I'm going. Like, after Jesus was on the planet, he, he, um, he's about to ascend to heaven. And he says, he says to his disciples, like, hey, don't worry. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I will be with you even to the end of the age. That means I'll be with you always. And I know, like, for me, like, it's one of those things. And, and I feel like a, lot of, like a lot of believers in the room can totally... Uh, uh, relate to Grayson in this, in that it's like, it's like just, if you're not a believer, like this, this might not make sense to you right now, but like you'll have an opportunity to step into relationship with Jesus in just a few minutes. But like, this might not make sense to you right now, but it one day hopefully will. It's like this supernatural peace that I can't explain. It's like in the midst of, of, you know, Amber and I have talked about this a lot in, in both of us having grown up with absent fathers. It's like I always knew I had a dad there anyways because God's my heavenly father. And people might ask, well, how did you, like, explain that to me. How did you feel that? How did you, you know, and, and how you explain, like, it's, it's like I just always knew his presence were there. It's like, it's like there's a set of hands on my shoulders giving me comfort. And it's like, well, explain that to me. How did you, it's like, I, honestly, I can't. Like, I can't really explain it to you, but I can tell you God has always been there and given me this supernatural peace. But scripture talks about how he will give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. So that's so cool. I love that. So Grayson, share with us us this. In sharing your story and sharing your testimony, and and feel free, if there's anything that, that... that we've missed, feel free to share it here mm-hmm. and then give us some, like, kind of your closing statements, kind of like, like in the midst of all this and what you've walked through in, 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 in losing your father, in, in God stepping in and, and knowing God's always there, what would you want to leave us with? Yeah. All right. One, um, I guess my sermon in a sentence is that yeah. life is temporary, but God is forever. And just a, a large uh, thing that I always wondered 
since um, my dad wasn't, like, super-duper open about his, like, relationship with God is I didn't know that he was, I didn't know if he was Christian because we, we did not go to church at all, especially since we lived in L.A. There weren't a lot of, like, very, there weren't a lot of churches that we could go to. So, um, but I would also like to leave you guys with stuff that didn't work that, um, that put me away from God instead of closer to him. It's, it's that the things that pushed me away from church was like absolutely just like the wrong way to go. And relationships that are unneeded, like bad friends or people that um, don't fill you up with the kindness and the support that you need as you're going through this tragedy and, and just all that and that they don't have the best intentions for you. And during the, during um, a valley, we um, like to surround ourselves with people that aren't the best, that aren't the best people and that um, don't fill us up or you thought they were cool and uh, they really aren't, and they just, like, um, are, like, addicted to substance, or they are just, like, really bad people, bullies. Mm. And one thing is to focus on yourself, mm. but, um, but at the same time, don't overly focus on yourself. Mm. You want to um, make sure that your mental health is good, but you also want to project um, some of that um, need to God because yeah. he can help you. And then one verse that I would like to to say is, God said, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. That is Hebrews 13.5. It's literally the verse I was opening up with. I was like opening my Bible right now to Hebrews 13.5. I, I love the way this version says, it says, I'll never fail you. I will never abandon you. God's always there through everything you've walked through. One of the things I guess if I could give, and I'm going to ask Grayson to pray in just a second for anybody who's maybe walked through loss or tragedy, maybe anybody who's, who's walking through struggle right now. Maybe you're in the middle of it. Um, first off, take Grayson's life lesson, the track number one on this album. God is always there. I don't feel like he's there. He is, though. He's promised you that. He's promised he'd walk with you. He's promised that he'd never leave you. He promised that he'd never forsake you. The Psalm says that he draws near to the brokenhearted. But the second is like so many people, one of the things that I told Grayson of why, why I wanted him to share his story is that like I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but if you've not walked through loss or tragedy yet, one day you will because that's just life. And what happens is that so many people, when they walk through stuff like this, they run from God. Grayson ran to God. And that was one of the biggest reasons I wanted him to share his testimony and his story. Because so many people, like like the, the disintegration of their faith begins when they walk through tragedy or loss or struggle. Can I encourage you tonight, if you're walking through something right now, if you're dealing with something right now, or one day you will, do not run from God, run to God. So I'm going to ask Grayson um, to pray. And I'm asking him to pray for, for really two things. Number one, that, that anybody who's walking through tragedy right now, 
that you would just be convinced that God is always there, that he's with you. And then number two, that, that God would give us all strength that when tragedy happens, when loss comes our way, that we would have the strength to run to God and not from him. Would you guys bow your heads? Would you close your eyes as grace and praise for us? Lord, thank you for this day. I pray that everyone could just have an amazing night, an amazing week as we start school. I pray anybody who's going through tragedy right now that you can just cover them with your wing of kindness and compassion and that you can eradicate any sadness and any disbelief that you are good. I just pray for everybody. I pray for the everybody who is believing right now and anybody who is not and that you can just um, bend your way with them. I pray that you can heal, heal any broken relationships or any broken hearts and any any um, broken family that you can just heal them and you can become their you can become their missing or absent um, um, figure in Jesus name I pray amen amen hey can you guys just join me in thanking Grayson for sharing his story Grayson, I'm proud of you, man. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Hey, as, uh, as, as Grayson heads off, I want to um, welcome up to the stage. Would you guys give it up for the one and only Cameron Chase? Hey, as Cameron comes, um, I want to just echo Grayson's prayer. Like, hey, if you are... If, you're, if you've gone through loss, if you've gone through tragedy, anything like that, I just pray comfort over you. I pray peace over you. Um, right after this, we're, we're going to have a time of worship, but we're also going to have a time of prayer. If you were here last week, you saw that we launched our prayer stations. That's what these things on either side of the room are with the papers uh, hanging up there. And that's just like a, a set-aside intentional place and space for you to be able to bring your requests to God. And, and so on those um, prayer stations, there's, there's papers, there's pens, um, there, there's just a spot where you can write down your prayer. There'll be prayer teams there that they'd love to just stop and pray with you. And then you could put that uh, paper in in the prayer station along with the other ones who are there. And, and myself, Pastor Amber, Cameron, a bunch of us who are on staff here. Throughout the week, we're coming over and we're, we're praying for these. So just know that if you write a prayer down on that, we're praying for you. We're joining our faith with yours and praying alongside you. Grayson, um, I just want to say, wherever you went, buddy. You are, oh, I thought the rapture happened and you were the only one who made it. <laughs> we all got left behind. Grayson, I just want to say I'm so proud of you, man. I'm proud of you, yes, for sharing your, your testimony, sharing your story, being so vulnerable, sharing it so well, sharing the life lessons, but way more than that, I'm just so proud of you for not having ran from God in such a tough situation, in such a tragedy, in such a loss, but instead you ran to God. And we know this, that God is able to work all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his plan and purpose. I know you love God. Your, your love for God is evident. And I know that there's a plan for your life and that there's a purpose on your life. So I know God's gonna work it all together for, for your good and for his glory. And I think that what we got to see tonight is just a little bit of a glimpse of that good and glory that God's gonna bring through the midst of a, tough, tough story. So thank you so much for sharing that story so transparently. One more time, can you just welcome, help, help me in saying thank you to Grayson? I don't know how we had back-to-back -back beautiful heads of hair 
uh, planned out for this. I should have got somebody else. Just give us one of these real quick. Gosh, man. <laughs> you remember uh, Pastor Gary's sermon eval for you? When, oh when Cameron goodness. was, uh, we do sermon evals with our My hair was longer interns. during this time. It was longer. And a few times as he's, as he's delivering his sermon, which we would critique, he did that. And Pastor Gary, one of his critiques was like, this thing it was just distracting me, man. <laughs> I do something with your and hair. Then, and then he told me that I need to get a, bo- a boy's haircut. That's what he told me afterwards. <laughs> yeah, he did. He said, next time you go to the barber, tell him to give you a boy's haircut. <laughs> All right. Cameron, um, anybody who doesn't know Cameron, um, Cameron, he interned with us for the last two years, but, uh, but he's recently come on staff with us full time. He's been on staff with us part time since December of 2022. December 2022, he came on staff with us part-time to help us with kids and youth ministries. And um, just uh, about a month ago, he came on staff with us full-time and and helps us with a bunch of stuff around here. There's so much that happens in the ministry that you guys would never know that Cameron accomplishes. And and I love Cameron. My first experience with Cameron was um, uh, him getting on our youth team and him just setting up the basketball courts and, and, and skate parks and always doing it with a smile on his face, feeling so privileged to just be a part of serving God in his house. And, and to me, having seen that, that, that just stood out to me. And I was like, dude, that's so cool. Like, here's a guy who just wants to serve and he doesn't care about being under a spotlight or having a microphone in his hand as he's now sitting under a spotlight I don't with like a it. microphone in his hand. I don't like it. Oh, that's right. So <laughs> the first thing Cameron said to us when he uh, got in school of ministry was, um, I'll do anything just don't put me in front of people. Don't put me on stage. Don't ask me to preach. Here I am. <laughs> and we've asked him a ton. And he's really gifted at it, to be honest. And, and he has an incredible story, which we're going to dig into. Um, we're going to dig into tonight. But first, share with us. Uh, Cameron, just I know people are going to want to know, who's your football team? Well, <clears throat> it's got to be the one and only Chargers. Uh. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. We got our surfer boy quarterback, Justin Herbert. Jay Herb. Mm-hmm. You guys do got a surfer boy quarterback. How many Super Bowls do you have? <laughs> uh, sorry, where did your quarterback go? <laughs> God, we don't have one, man. Our, quarterbacks, our, our quarterback now is a pretty boy, too. Jimmy G. We'll see. We'll see what he does, man. Gosh, I'm so worried. Pray for me. Um, if you could listen to one genre of music for the rest of your life, what genre would you listen to? I don't know if this counts. You can't I, say worship. You get worship automatically. All right. <laughs> I don't know if this, this counts, but I had it. There is one of the categories in Music Mania, so therefore I'm going to count it. Uh, oldies. Yeah. I Banger. love old music. All right. Name, Sorry, name, I'm a grandpa at heart. Name off, name off a few like oldies, like some, some bangers. All right. Africa. Oh, yeah. Toto. Oh, my goodness. The whole album of Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That album is so good. Um, what about Boston? You listen to Boston? More Than a Feeling? More Than a Feeling. I think that's too, like, banger. It's good. It's just a little too cheesy for me. Oh, dude, I yeah, love it. You know, uh, dan- uh, Dancing in the Moonlight? You ever heard that song by King Harvest? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> fire, fire. Some random girl back there loved yeah, that song. Like, mm, she said, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sick. Is that um, enough for you? Is that good enough? You want more? Yeah, those are some, those are some great. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing about oldies, too. Like, the 80s had some great metal. Like, Metallica. Uh, Pantera was, like, 90s, but Pantera. Like, some Iron Maiden. My goodness. So all many. started right there. That's where it started, right in the 80s. That's where it all got built from, right there. 
just headbang for us real quick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Cameron has an incredible story, and, and I remember when Cameron started sharing his story with me, I literally, like, didn't believe it because of just how happy and joyful and cheerful he always was. But um, Cameron, share, share, with us, uh, share with us your testimony and the life lesson that you're going to share. Right. So the story that I want to share with you guys, not so much a story, it's more so about my older brother. For those of you that don't know, I actually grew up in this church. I arrived at this church when I was in fifth grade, and here I am all the way up here. Shout out Bridge Kids. Yeah, young age of 21. Make Corey look like a fossil. He's so old. Wait, what? He's so old. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, during all that time, it was obviously there was a lot of rough times through that, and it mostly pertained to my older brother. And uh, when I was younger, I loved my older brother. I mean, I looked up to him on, like, everything that I did, everywhere that I went. I was following him around. And obviously, he, he loved having me around, which was kind of unique because most older brothers don't like having you <laughs> around. But he did. Anybody he liked- got younger siblings? How many of you guys want your younger siblings following you around all the time? Yeah, that makes sense. Aww, oh, we got a couple. Sweet. That is very sweet. I like that. That's sweet. <laughs> 95% of the hands said, boom, no, it fell you. so quick. <laughs> well, we were, also, we were also only like a year and a half apart, so yeah. we, were, we were basically the same age. And, um, yeah, uh, he loved having me around, and eventually when I was in middle school, he uh, led me to uh, smoking weed. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh. The yeah. whole room gasped. I know. That was audible gasp. I, I feel that. like they gasped, though, because, like, I gasped, too, when you shared that with me just because I viewed you as such a saint. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, no way. Listen. I can't imagine you making BC, any mistake, let alone a mistake that bad. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I never really sought it out. I never really looked for it, but my older brother loved it, and that was something that he really liked. And since he liked it, he obviously wanted to pass it down to me, so he basically spoon-fed it to, to me. Um, and so, of course, I did it because I just loved my older brother. I loved following him around, and, of course, he, you know, as a middle schooler, took me to parties and took me around people I probably shouldn't have been uh, hanging out uh, around and hanging out with. Um, but my brother, he always he always said the the phrase of, "I'm I'm I'm only ever going to smoke weed. I will never do any hard drugs ever. That is all I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stop right there. And I'm gonna never do it." And then a few years later, I became I was a freshman in high school. And I noticed my brother's mood began to change. He began to get very angry. He began to get in fights with not only me, but my parents. Uh, There's a lot of times I had to protect my little brother and my family uh, from him because he was so angry. There was many nights that cops were called. And um, the whole culmination of this and and where it really all started was as a freshman in high school, my brother, uh, I was hanging out with my brother and... Uh, we drove to a park, and we went to a park bathroom, and right there in that bathroom, he began to do hard drugs right in front of me, and uh, I was baffled. I, I, I didn't even know what to do in that moment, and uh, he then began to, to change his old statement, his old statement of, I'm just going to smoke weed and do nothing else, no hard drugs, then changed, and he said to me there, he was like, I want to try every single hard drug at least one time. And from that moment, I just knew that I, I completely lost my older brother, and he was gone. 
and there was, there was nothing much that I could do. In the next years of my life, I spent a lot, a lot of time um, scared, afraid, because for those of you that know and those of you that don't know, hard drugs can make a person um, very crazy, very angry, and there was many, many nights that he would try to fight me, hurt my family, um, sometimes that he would just bust into my room and try to hurt me really bad. I spent six years of my life uh, sleeping with a weapon under my pillow because I didn't know if he was going to bust in my room and try to kill me because he tried to do that before, and um, that was basically the next six years of my life, um, but I learned on that, on that night when I was like, my brother's completely gone, um, there was a there was a a lesson that I learned in that, and a lesson I want to share with you guys, which is to go down the path of Christ. There are some people you have to stop following in life. That's great, man. And the scripture that I want to support that is Matthew seven verses thirteen through fourteen. It says this: You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell, in some translation it says, the path to destruction is broad, and its gate is wide for many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult. Only few ever find it. In that moment when I knew I lost my brother and I was moving on, I felt God tug on my heart. Because I'm watching my brother go down this path of destruction and of hurt. But God put on my heart, he put a fork in the road for me, and he said, you got to go one way, follow me, follow me, go my way, or follow your brother and go down this path of destruction. And obviously in that moment, I, I chose to go after Christ and to follow that path of Christ. I knew that that was the option and what I wanted to do. And I thank God for that every day because going down this path has led me to, you know, doing amazing things and meeting amazing people. And now one my of those brother, amazing people? You gestured <clears throat> towards me when you said amazing people. Uh, yeah, about that. No, Corey, Pastor Corey is one of them, yes. But also all of you guys, all of my yeah. friends that I have here. It's, yeah. it's an amazing, amazing life. And I look back and see my brother who's now in prison and went down that path of destruction. And I think there's some people here today who you're seeing that path of life in front of you mm-hmm. that God is, God is putting in front of you. That path of destruction is on your yeah. right. And you're still holding on to somebody or something that's pulling you down this path of destruction. I hope this message is for you to finally just let go and go down that path of life. That's great, man. That that analogy, like I want you guys to get that like burned in your mind right now. Like there's a fork in the road and there's a really wide path and a really broad road on one side. And it seems like everybody's walking up that road. And the people that you might be even linked with, that you might be following, maybe it's even your own family. Maybe like Cameron, it's an older sibling who's trying to get you to go down that road. And then on the other side, there's a really narrow path. It's almost like it's, almost like it's, 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 not, even, it's not even a paved road like the other one. It's like, it's like an an off-the-grid dirt path that's just so tiny and it doesn't seem like anybody's going in that direction. Like, you have to choose which path you're going to go down. Cameron's story is so interesting to me because as we were talking about his story and God kind of led us to this this verse in, in Matthew chapter 7, to me, these are Matthew 7, 13, It gives you two polar opposites, right? You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. 
and it gives you one. The highway to hell or the road to destruction is broad and its gates wide. And many who choose that. There's many who choose that way. Now, here's the polar opposite. But the gate to life. So there's destruction and there's life. One is broad. This one, it's very narrow. And the road is difficult. And only few find it. To me, like these polar opposites can be seen in Cameron's story with him and his older brother. And, and over the past few years, we walked this out. I remember praying with you right here, Cameron, the night that things got really bad and the cops were called and your brother was arrested at your house. And I still believe with all of my heart that God is going to redeem Cameron's brother's story, that he'll be saved and he'll turn all of this around for his good and for God's glory. I believe that with all of my heart. I've seen stuff like that happen with my family, with friends, with people in our church. I believe it will happen. But like where it is right now, Cameron chose this narrow path that leads to life, and he stepped into, like last week, me and Cameron were getting, we were getting the games ready. Who was here last week when you saw the people get pied in the face? <laughs> that game was so sick. It was so fun. And me and Cameron were backstage putting whipped cream on plates, and I turned to Cameron, and I said, bro, we're at work right now. Don't you love your job? Like, this is what we get to do for a living. Cameron stepped into like purpose and God's plan and, and fulfillment and all of this, all the while right now as he's sitting on a platform in church sharing his story and preaching, his brother is sitting in a jail cell. And it all came down to the road and the path that he decided to walk. Cameron, why don't you share with us what's, what are the things that motivated you? Because it seems like, it's almost like it's almost like you started down that road. Like, like you took a couple steps down that road. You started heading down it. And I guess, I don't know, God, you realized God showed you whatever it was, like you're heading down this wrong path. What motivated you and helped you get off of that road? Yeah, I think for me, there's a lot, of, there's a handful of things I'm kind of going to go over. Um, number one for me is the moment that I decided to give God my heart, my loyalty, like all of me, all my love, the moment I gave it all to him, those things in my life that I thought I could never let go of, all of a sudden became, became a lot easier to let go of. See, I think we have a problem as Christians is sometimes we like to think that to get close to God, to walk this path with God, that, that we need to somehow make our behavior better, and that will bring us closer to God. But that's not it at all. In fact, in Matthew 6, it says this, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously, and he will give you everything that you need. First part of that is the most important. Seek the kingdom of God. Above all else. Amen. And the moment, the moment you start doing that, all those things in your life just start to become easy to let go. And I'm not going to act like everything I let go of was, was super, super easy. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I was doing at the time was fun. It was. And I think, real quick, who in here has seen, like, any horror movies? 
dang, a lot of you? Whoa, hold on. Cor- we'll Pastor Corey's going to be real mad. In just a minute. Give your life <laughs> to Jesus. Pastor Corey's going to be real mad. Yes, sinners. Here's the thing. I think we have a misconception as Christians because we see all these horror movies and we think that somehow the enemy is going to come in this big way and he's going to come and haunt your house and scare you and, and, and do all this crazy stuff, which like he does and it does happen. But more often than not, it's completely different. In fact, if, if we look at the Bible, the first time we see the enemy He goes to Eve, and he tricks Eve. He tricks Eve to do something that she shouldn't do. He makes Eve believe that somehow this fruit is better than following God's rules. So that's that's the thing, is the enemy in your life, he's not going to come in a big, big way. Maybe he will. If he does, come to us. We'll pray for you. We got that. No problem. But oftentimes what the enemy likes to do is he, is he entices you with something uh, fun. Yeah. He entices you with something that, that looks good, that looks like a good time. But just like that, in that moment, you'll be ensnared. Mm-hmm. And you'll be completely trapped in this thing. And that fun thing will begin to fade away. In fact, in John 10.10, 10, it says this, The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Yeah, great. See, the enemy, any, any trap that the enemy sets in front of you, these enticing, fun things, all they're going to do is steal, mm-hmm. kill, and destroy things right. in your life. That's why it's so important to turn to follow God and to follow down his path to reach that satisfying life. Yeah. And not only that, another thing I want to talk about is the influence that we have. Yeah. This has helped me. This helped me a lot. I have a younger sibling. Who in here has a younger sibling again? I have a younger sibling of my own. And I thought when I was coming out of it, I realized how much influence that I had on my younger sibling. Right. And how much if I'm doing these bad things and these horrible things, it's going to lead him down that exact same path. So for those people in here that think, I don't know if I have any influence. One, if you raised your hand and you have a younger sibling, yes, you do immediately. But who in here has friends? That should be everybody. Everybody's hands should go up at that point. Because if you're in the room, we're friends already, basically. Those people that you have in your life, they see you. They see the actions that you do. They see the, 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 the music you listen to, the content you consume, the things that you post. They all see that. And you got to realize that your influence on what you're doing in these things yeah. can cause somebody else a lot of pain yep. and a lot of hurt. I still remember how much hurt my brother had going down his path of destruction. How many sleepless nights I had because my brother went down the path of destruction. My brother, who was supposed to protect me, who I was supposed to look up to, and if any problem I had, I can go to. Instead, I was scared of for six years. Think about those people in your life. Do you want your influence on them to be something that they need to be scared of? Mm. Something that's going to cause them to go down the wrong path? I tell you what, I never want to do that for my younger brother. Never, never. A couple more practical things is 
Of course, there was things I had to let go of in my life. Yeah. Talked about it a little about it earlier. Certain things that I was watching, I was consuming on my phone, that I was looking at, even social media in a lot of ways, I had to get rid of those things in my life. Scripture talks about guarding your heart and yeah. your mind on what you put into your body. You're going down this path of life. If you want to change and you want to look, this is a big thing. You don't want to look back at this path of destruction and right. look back at all these, these, these bad things that are just yeah. going to pull you right back to it. So sometimes you got to watch the things that you're watching, things that you're looking at on your phone, things that you see on social media. Another thing, and this was a big thing for me. This was really big for me. I'm a music lover. Yeah. So there's a lot of music that you have to be careful that you listen to. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I had to get rid of in my life. And I want to say this because in this generation that we have now, there's a lot of really, really popular artists that are, are lifted up in media. I'm just going to say it straight. They are straight demonic. Yep. They are really demonic. And you yep. have to be careful if you're listening to their music. Absolutely. And I'm not saying all secular music is bad. Yeah. But just be careful on who you listen to especially with the climate that we live in yeah. nowadays. And the last thing, of course, is people. We've been talking about it this entire thing. There are some people in your life that it's time to stop following what they're doing. Right. For me, it was my older brother. It was some of my friends that I, had to, that I had to stop following and going to those certain things with them. Who do you have to stop following in your life? And it doesn't mean you have to cut them off. I still talk to my older brother. I still get notes from him, letters, and I talk to him, I encourage him. Just like Corey said, I believe that God can do an amazing thing and change his life, but that doesn't mean I'm going to follow him and do the things that he does. So. Hey, as the band heads up, um, there's, so many, there's so many great lessons that you, that you shared there, and, and I'm going to ask you to share in just a moment. What do you want to leave us with, like closing statements, closing thoughts? But one of the things that you said that I, that I wanted to share really quick is just how your older brother said, he said, I'm just going to fill in the blank. And, and I feel like for some people in the room, like this is how I said it when I was young. I said, I was stupid, but I wasn't going to be that stupid, except for the fact that I would have. Like, except for the fact that if Jesus didn't invade my story and I didn't give my life to him, everything would have went downhill. And I could go, I could start naming for you the people when I was 15 years old, all of the people that I was hanging out with and getting in trouble with and the things that I was doing, the people I was following. I can go down the line and start naming them for you. And every single one of them, their life right now, and like Cameron said, I'm a fossil. I graduated in 2007. Who was not alive in 2007? Lit. You can put your hands down and stop making me feel terrible about myself, okay? I'll still give you buckets, man, still. I can't give Kai buckets no more. He beat me one-on-one -on -one for the first time the other day, and it hurts. First time. Let's just say it was the first time. <laughs> but, like, if I, if I graduated in 2007, think about where these people's lives should be now. And all of them, all of the people that I was hanging out with in that season, right now, all of those people are either A, in jail, B, they're still living at home with mom and dad, or C, they're dead. And I'm not being exaggerative. I can go down the line for you and name those people. And all of us in junior high, when we were getting in trouble, when we were smoking, when we were stealing stuff, when we were going to parties, when we were doing all the things that we shouldn't have been doing, all of us said the same thing Cameron's brother said. 
yes, we do this, but we just do this. We'll never do all that stupid stuff. And all of them eventually went and did all of that stupid stuff. So right now, you, some of you in the room, I love you. I love you. You are my little brothers. You are my little sisters. That's why I'm saying what I'm about to say. Some of you right now are falling into the tricks and the lies of the enemy. Cameron said it so good. The, Satan is not going to come to you like the, what's that stupid movie they're coming out with right now? Some about a nun. Dude, first off, if some demonic nun tries to show up in the middle of the night in my room, I'll be like, in Jesus' name, bah! <laughs> run this fade, nun. <laughs> Wow, that was a statement. Can somebody quote that? Someone on YouTube is going to take that completely out of context and try to... The youth pastor from Murrieta, California said he'll punch a nun in the face. Here's the Calling out all nuns. Run this fade, nun. I'm talking about the demonic movie. Um, Like, that's... Satan is not obvious, you guys. You know why Satan is depicted as a serpent in Genesis when he deceives Eve is because serpents have a way of slithering into your life without you ever noticing. People, People almost never get bitten by the rattlesnake that they know is there. They always get bitten by the rattlesnake they didn't see. They step on it before the rattle goes off and it turns and bites them. Some of you are falling for the lies of the enemy and you're saying, I'm just smoking. I'm just vaping. I'm just doing this. I, you said the exact same thing Cameron's brother said. I'll never do anything worse than this. It's just, it's always just until it's not. Stop it because little compromises compounded over time lead to life-changing mistakes. And before you know it, you'll be on the other side of a jail cell getting prayed for by your brother. This is like a life-saving message for some of you guys. Some of you, this isn't just, some, you're gonna get saved in a couple minutes. You're gonna give your life to Jesus and your eternity is gonna be secured. But for some of you, this is also saving your life. This is saving your future marriage. This is keeping you out of jail. This is keep, keeping you from getting addicted. And we're gonna pray for all that stuff in just a minute. But Cameron, what would you wanna leave us with? I wanna read for you guys an incredibly scary verse from the Bible. This is in Revelation 3, verses 15 through 19. It says this. This is God talking. He says, I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Skipping down to verse 19. I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. You stand up. Corey, you just stand there and look. You preach it, my brother. Just look handsome. I'm enjoying this more than you know. (laughs) There's a story I want to share with you guys. I'm not going to claim credit for it. Um, The story goes like this. 
There's a man sitting on a fence. And on his left side, he has God. And on his right side, he has Satan. And he's sitting on this fence, one foot on one side and another foot on the other. He's sitting there. And all of a sudden, God goes and Satan goes. Still sitting there, one foot on either side. All of a sudden, Satan comes back and says, why don't you come with me? He says, what, what do you mean? I got one foot on this side. I, I, I got one foot on this side and only one foot on your side. What do you mean I got to go with you? Satan says, don't you know? I own the fence too. Wow. I think there's some people here today that you've been living with one foot in and one foot out. It's the way I was living. No, there's, there's, I'm talking to the students right now, but this message is for all Christians. It's for me as well. It's for any leaders in the room just like me. There's some people in here that are, they're, they're living one foot in and one foot out, and they think that they could just be fine, that they can come to church, and then immediately when they go home, go back to that lifestyle, go back to that friend, those friends that are leading them down the wrong path. You got to realize God said he will literally spit you out if you are lukewarm. He will spit you out. We can't live that way. You can't live that way. It's time to make a decision. And the decision, it doesn't come from your behavior and what you do. It comes from your heart. Who you're going to follow. Who you're going to put your loyalty in. Who you're going to put your faith in. I know this is, this is hard. But I want to tell you guys where I'm coming from. I watched my older brother go down this horrible path of destruction. To go down a path that he should have never been on. My brother came to Bridge Youth. He went to Bridge Youth, sat in the chairs that you're sitting in. And still went down this path of destruction. Just coming here isn't enough. You have to make the decision in your heart to follow God, follow Jesus. I want to say this because if I'm being honest, I think of all of you as my younger siblings. I love all of you dearly. Every Wednesday I come in here and I straighten all the chairs that you guys somehow (laughs) seem to just throw around the room and it's ridiculous. Straighten these chairs, I clean up the trash, and then I pray. I pray for every single one of you. Why? Not because I'm obligated, not because it's my job. I pray because I care about every single one of you, and I love every single one of you. And I can't say I'm, an, I'm a good older brother and read verses like that, Revelation 3, where God says he's going to spit you out and not warn you that you can't live lukewarm. You can't. I care about you too much to not tell you that. It's time to choose. You've got to choose. I love you. I don't want to watch another sibling go down the path of destruction. I don't. So please, put God first in your life. If you're thinking that, you got got your heart touched tonight. You're like, hey, that's me. I want to do that. I want to put God first in my life. I don't, want to, I don't want to follow those people anymore. I don't want to follow those things. We're going to give you the opportunity to do that tonight. That's what I want to leave you guys with.
Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? You're going to have that opportunity right now. I feel like in conjunction with Grayson's story, some of you have been walking down that road you shouldn't be walking down. And the reason why is because tragedy hit, tragedy struck, there was loss, something happened. Right now, with heads bowed and with eyes closed, what this is, is this is a fork in the road moment. That's what's happening. It's a fork in the road moment where you have to choose the road to destruction that's broad and wide. And there's somebody you're following down that road or the narrow road where you, from this moment on, you're gonna follow Jesus. Can I tell you, right back to John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that you may have life and you may live life to the fullest. You may have a rich and satisfying life. And if you, like Cameron's brother, are, are, are like you're heading down that road and you want to turn around, you want to turn back, you want forgiveness. Can I tell you tonight, Jesus died on the cross for your sins to give you a brand new start, a fresh beginning. The old can be gone, the new can come tonight. All you have to do is say yes to Jesus. This isn't about, like Cameron said, this isn't about behavior modification. This is about life transformation. And it all starts with the decision that you make with your heart. So if you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, you want to choose the narrow path tonight with heads bowed and with eyes closed. I'm going to count to three. When I get to three, I want you to just lift your hand. You can put it right back down. This is your moment. This is your time. Don't be deceived any longer. When I get to three, you lift your hand. One, two, three, go. All over this place. So many people. You can put your hand right back down. Hey, everyone who just lifted your hand, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you. It hit home so hard when Cameron just said that his brother sat in this very room in these very seats. Some of you, your eternity just changed, but so did your life. Would you do this? Repeat these simple words right after me. This, this, this journey, it starts with, with prayer, words that we say with our mouth that we believe in our hearts. So repeat these simple words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner, but I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart, I give you my life, I give you everything. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now? Do me a favor, nobody distracting anybody. Would you stand to your feet? Would you head to the front? I'm gonna ask Cameron to, to pray for us. And what's gonna happen right after he prays is that we're gonna go into a time of worship. Right when Cameron says amen, worship team, you can begin to lead us. But maybe tonight, both of these stories, maybe they, maybe they hit home for you. So right after Cameron prays, I wanna let you know, if you guys would move forward just a little bit, let people behind you come in. Um, right after Cameron prays, our prayer stations are open. There'll be team over there ready to pray for you. You can write down your prayers. You can put them in the, you can put them in the fence. Cameron will be at one of the prayer stations if you want him to pray for you. Well, I want you to, during our time of worship, don't, you don't have to worry about walking through and distracting anybody. You're not going to distract us. Go get prayer. Write down your prayer. Let our team pray for you. Because I think like Grayson, some of you guys have walked through loss and tragedy. And you need to bring that to God and not run from him. There's another few prayers that we want to cover you guys in. Cameron. 
There's three people that I want to pray for tonight. One, you haven't even touched any of any of what I talked about, any of that path of destruction. You've been blessed and God has protected you going down that path. I'm going to play, pray a prayer of blessing upon you and, and protection upon you that you would never go down that path again. Second person I'm going to pray for is the person that feels like they are half and half. They've been living one life and then go home and go to another. I'm going to pray for you that you make the decision to finally hop over that fence and to follow God. For the third person, I want to pray for the person tonight that is walking down that path of destruction. Maybe tonight was the first night you accepted God into your heart, but you've been walking down this path of destruction that you know is going to lead you nowhere good. I'm going to pray that God comes and has a miraculous moment and pulls you and opens up those doors to that narrow life. So, if everybody could bow their heads and close their eyes. Lord, you are so good. You are so good, Father. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege to speak to every single one of these students, Lord. And I thank you for everything that you've done in their lives, Lord. Right now, I want to pray for the students, Lord, that haven't even got close to that path of destruction because you have just covered them with your protection, Lord. Lord, I pray right now that you would just double that protection on them, Lord. Continue to guard their hearts. Continue to guard their minds, Lord. Allow them to get nowhere close to that path of destruction. Allow no friends to tempt them, Lord. Lord, allow no people to come into their lives, Lord, that would pull them away from your path, your narrow path. Lord, just bless them, Lord. Bless them as they walk down that amazing path of life that you have, Lord. Lord, for those people that are half and half, for those students that are half and half, Lord, that come here, that come to church, that know this is the right way for them to go, that know that, that following you is the right way, Lord, but they still go home and follow those people and watch the things they shouldn't be watching, Lord. And do the things that they shouldn't be doing, Lord. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would come into their hearts, Lord. Lord, I pray right now that those things that they thought were fun, that those things that they saw, thought were cool, that, they, that they've been wanting and, and that they've been doing, Lord, immediately right now that you would just release those things, Lord. And that all of a sudden those things wouldn't look cool to them anymore. Those things wouldn't look fun to them anymore, Lord. And as they have this moment with you, Lord, that you would just release them from all that. They would be able to turn and hop onto your side of the fence, Lord, and begin to follow you, Lord. Lord, I pray that as they, as they hop and they go down that path, Lord, Lord, I pray that you would just use them miraculously, Father. Bless them miraculously. And use them, Lord, to further your kingdom, Lord, for the people that are walking down that path of destruction. That have gone down this hurt, that have hurt people in their lives. Lord, I pray right now, right now, Lord, that you would touch their hearts. Touch their hearts right now, Lord. Show them the error in their ways, Lord. And right now, I pray that a door would open, swing wide, Lord. This, that, that, that this path, Lord, would begin to just open to go down this narrow path, to go down a path of life, Lord. Lord, I pray that it wouldn't be hidden, that it would be something that's right in front of them, that they could just see, Lord, that, that it would be a huge right in front of them, fork in the road, and they would know that that's you, Lord. That's you opening up those doors, Lord. And Lord, I pray right now, right now, Lord, that as they've walked in this path of destruction, that there would be so much healing, Lord. 
you'd heal them from the things that you did, that they've done. Heal their mind. Wipe away the memories that they put in their brain, Lord. And Lord, I pray you would come in miraculously and use their story for your good, Father. Lord, I pray friends would be united. I pray families would be united by this, Lord. Lord, I pray big brothers would be great big brothers and sisters would come back to be great sisters, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would just do an amazing thing in their life. And even though they've gone down this path of destruction, that you would still turn them and use them for good, Father. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you and we worship you for all the miraculous, amazing things that you do. Thank you, Lord. In your name, amen. Amen. Hey, these prayer stations are open. Go get prayer if you need it. The rest of us, right there where you're at, why don't you close your eyes? Why don't you lift your hands right in the presence of God as we worship him tonight? Praise you, God. We worship you.
words of these bridge over our lives that I won't bow down to idols. I will stand strong and worship. So speak it over your lives tonight. Come on, here we go. And I won't bow to idols. I'll stand strong and worship you. And if it puts me in the fire, then I'll rejoice because you're there too. And I won't be formed by feelings. I'll hold fast to what is true. And if the Join you in your sufferings, and I'll join you. 
you. Everything that was shared tonight is to remind you that living for Christ, for him to be magnified in our life, it's not just for a moment. It's not just for Wednesdays, but it's for every day. It's for your life. And so I want to encourage you. Can we just say thank you to Cameron and Grayson who shared a bit of their story. We're so grateful for the stories that you shared. And we know that every one of you have a story in here. And uh, we want to encourage you to share it. But we want you to know that it's not just for moments. It's, it's about living a life for God. Letting him be magnified, not just on Wednesday, not just when you prayed the prayer, but in your every single day life. The people that inspire you the most, they have that in their heart. Christ be magnified in me, in my waking, in my sleeping, when I'm at Starbucks, when I'm shopping, when I'm at school, when I'm at work. That is the lifestyle that we want to encourage you, not just for moments, but for a lifetime. That is when you will see real change and real transformation in your life and in the lives around you. I'm telling you, it's not easy, but do it. We want to encourage you with that. So if you did choose to follow Christ tonight, that is the greatest decision you will ever make in life. And so we just want to celebrate with you, Bridge Youth. We are here, we are your family. We don't want you to do life alone, so we want you to um, connect with us. And the way that you can connect with us, there's many ways. We have leaders here every single Wednesday and Sunday. You can connect that way. Other ways, uh, DM us next seven. We wanna get you some videos that will walk out the next seven days of this crazy decision that you made, this amazing decision that maybe you're like, what does this all mean? We want to help you figure out what that means and how you can do this for life and not just a moment. How you can really be about it and not just kind of be like, what just happened? <laughs> we want to bring some um, depth to it. And so um, we are so excited to journey with you. This is a family. This is the family of God. We are with you. We back you and we believe in you. You were made on purpose for a purpose. And so we want to always encourage you with that. Okay, we got one more worship song, so let's get ready to worship. We want to see you on Sunday at Connect Groups, but let's worship one more time. All right, Bridge Youth, is it okay if we have a little bit of fun tonight? Is that okay? All right, I need everybody's participation in this song. I want to see every hand clapping and every single person's feet off the ground when we start jumping. Here we go. Just wanna be famous, living 